This is the TSG Multimedia Podcast for September of 2023. We're sponsored this month by Podomatic and the TSG Train Crew on Patreon. Thank you very much. I'm John, and this is the TSG Multimedia Podcast. We've been going strong since January of 2010. And just when I thought August would be a bit more laid back, it ended up being one of the busiest months of 2023, including obsessions, layout tour shoots, an update on the 1744 at Niles Canyon Railway, and a lot more. So let's get to it. Hello, this is August 2nd, and uh, this is the first event of the month that we're doing. I'm hoping that uh, August will be a little less busy than July was. Uh, but here we are, August 2nd, already doing something. <laughs> this is going to be a layout tour of a garden scale layout that I've been trying to get to for probably, well, at least the last year or two more seriously. But before that, I had heard about this layout and uh, I've always wanted to come here. So we're going to check it out. Uh, the person that owns the layout we're filming today also has an HO scale layout that's very well regarded among the people that I talk to. So we're hoping to check that out too. And if I can, I'll come on and do some updates with you. Okay, a little while later here, and we're recording at this garden layout. As you can see behind me, I'm actually standing on a platform because the layout sets up about five feet. And uh, it's a really cool layout. The person who built it is John LaBarba, and he was an artist, went to school for that. And so he has a really good keen eye for artistic detail and you can see it in the layout what he also has is an ho scale layout inside which is really amazing and i'm hoping that we'll have a chance to uh, document that as well so uh, just working along so this is f john the guy i was talking about a little while ago john the barba and uh, i've been catching up with you i think now for the past two or three years at west side reunion and every time, I know you knew who I was, because you're like, oh, I should do a video about my layouts. And I've been hearing about them since forever. Oh, you got to see John's layout. You got to see go, go up the hill and see John's layout. Well, today, as the train goes by, we finally got a chance to record the garden scale layout, which is a beautiful layout, by the way. Thank you. And what's even better, no offense to the garden scale layout. I shouldn't say this where it can hear me, but what's even better is there's an HO scale layout inside that is just astounding and what would you tell people if you got in front of 60,000 subscribers what would you tell about people about model railroading and stuff like that well it's just good to be inspired and have passion to stick with it and 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 stay creative all right so we're just leaving from john's place now and i've got to say uh, john's an artist and you can tell in his modeling how much of an artist he is. And this is one, it probably won't be out till, you know, early next year, in the first quarter of next year, but I am really looking forward to sharing this one with you. So, signing out for now. I am doing something today. I'm on my way to my friend Seth Newman's house. Um, he's gonna help me with a product spotlight for the special loads that class one model works made for their depressed center flat cars. So 
probably will come back on with an update from there. So I'm here with Seth and we just finished doing the product spotlight or shooting the product spotlight for those class one model works loads for their depressed center flat cars. And boy, these are some really cool models. I mean, uh, what was you, what was your impression? Like what was your biggest takeaway from these things? Well, the, as you mentioned earlier, the, the completeness of the models in the sense that they supplied some of the dunnage, the brackets and cradles and the floral wire, which is, you know, brilliant. You know, you just don't have to go, go find it. And, uh, just the overall quality and, uh, amount of detail on these things is, uh, very, very good. I mean, it's really state of the art goes with the cars. You know what I like the most about that, including the floral wire thing? is that floral wire is not hard to find. I mean, you can go to a craft store and buy it, but it comes in the package. So it's not one of those things like, oh, well, I wanted to do this, but I have to put it off because now I have to go out and get something. Right. I mean, it's the difference between a model that's going to end up on the layout right away mm -hmm. uh, or end up in a box under the layout for five years until you find the round to it. It sounds like you have some experience with that. Oh, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have any piles of box under the layout. No, not at all. Yeah, we're not going to show under the layout. <laughs> Don't go there. Well, hello there. It's uh, Saturday morning, early August. Don't remember the exact date. I think this is the fifth or the sixth. But I'm here at Niles Canyon Railway at Brightside Yard to document the ongoing work on the 1744, which is a Southern Pacific or former Southern Pacific locomotive that they've been working on here. You may recall we've done, I think three episodes so far, maybe four that document the removal of the uh, driving tires with a ring of fire, then the turning of the wheel sets up at the Sacramento Locomotive Works and then we did a video here about the frame or the work on the frame that they're also doing. And today uh, we're going to document another Ring of Fire episode, which is them putting the tires back on. And I've been waiting to see this, so it should be really cool. Uh, maybe come back with some updates during the process, uh, but I'm here doing this alone today without help of our top secret producer. So it's going to be a bit of a challenge wrangling all the camera gear. Uh, but uh, boy, this is a huge step in the process of the restoration of this machine. And I've been really looking forward to it. So you can see behind me, they have the ring of fire set up and they're heating up the first tire right now to slip over the wheel. Already learned a lot about this. It's a very interesting process if you've never seen it. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to show you this. So they got the first tire on and they're gonna go about putting the second tire on. They're in the process of putting the ring of fire around that tire now. And then there's a little shelf that holds it all right in front of the wheel center. And so they're moving that little shelf to the other side on this contraption behind us here and by the tank car back there and then they're going to hang this tire with the ring of fire on that side light it off and then put that one on so it's a very interesting process and 
watching how these guys handle this really heavy, heavy stuff is just fascinating to me uh, because that thing they're lifting there probably weighs thousands of pounds. I'm sure if someone here knows, uh, but it's heavy. Everything's heavy and everything's big. So you have to be especially careful and pay attention to safety when you're doing this stuff. Hey, this is an example of you never know who you're going to run into. I knew Alan was going to be here, but Alan, you have a new volunteer here. Well, he doesn't have much choice. I don't know if he volunteered. He had to come with me because mom's not home, but he's been out here before. Gavin likes to come out and uh, play with paper airplanes and hit stuff with hammers and uh, participate. Got to start young and uh, it's good for him. He gets to use tools out here that we don't use at home. So good learning experience. Right, son? All right, so the tires are on those wheel sets that we were documenting out there for the video of the next 1744 update. And while I was out there sweating, I ran into my friend Henry Baum, who's here to talk about something going on. What's up? Yeah, in September, the 9th and 10th of September, the California Preservation Foundation is sponsoring a statewide program called Doors Open doors open and there are 70 plus museums in California that are participating uh, and there's five or six in Fremont so one of the ones in Niles will be us oh cool and we will be presenting our concept for the Niles Museum that we want to develop down there so we don't have a museum to throw the doors open and show people stuff, but we want to show them that that is what we want to have. Sure. So we will, you know, I'm, I'm renting a tent and a big screen TV so I can show them my PowerPoint presentation and a little video. And, uh, but we want people to come out. Uh, there's no charge to attend the, the presentation. Uh, you can go to the doors open website. They would like you to register there. Uh, we are running trains on Niles that day, so if you're really interested, you can sign up for one of the train rides and then go to one of the presentations before or after. We'll do it as many times as there's people willing to listen. So when is this happening? Again, it's scheduled for the weekend of September 9th and 10th. That's a Saturday and a Sunday. In Niles? In Niles, we'll be running trains uh, out of our Niles location that weekend. And then either before or after you can drop in and, and watch our presentation. One of the key things is after we show you the presentation, we're going to actually take you out. You can stand oh, exactly where these buildings and things we're talking about building are going to be. So yes, you'll be in the, the right place. It sounds like a great step forward for that whole project. So. It's going to be like a roundhouse, right? Down in the, in the Niles Y area. It's it's more than that. It's two roundhouses, an uh, exhibition hall where we can show off some of the restored equipment mm -hmm. that we don't run all the time, but want to keep it protected, like the Krauss Mafia across mm -hmm. the tracks here. And we're also going to recreate a depot down there but we'll have bathrooms and you know a gift shop and all the yeah. all the things museums are supposed to have bathrooms are very important down around here they are <laughs> yeah so you know it's 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 a big plan 
uh, I have excellent support for it. No money, but that comes later. Mm -hmm. uh, first, I got to get everybody on board that this is good for Fremont. It's good for the Bay Area. Mm -hmm. It's it's good for California. Everybody who's seen it has gone wow. You know, uh, and so, you know the roundhouse, the turntable. These were gifted to us from San Clair County, right? So uh, these we, are very important things, right? We have that whole video of that move, right? Yeah. Twenty four seventy nine came up here, so excellent. Well, so doors open September 9th and tenth in Niles. All right, so this is a little bit later, and I'm home now, logging all the footage from the documentation of the ring of fire and putting on those tires and boy there's some pretty cool stuff on this video so i'm really looking forward to sharing that with you uh, that's it for today though uh, signing off so i mentioned last month that i try to volunteer at the sbhrs as often as possible well this morning we're going to do some painting on this southeastern side of the depot so i guess we're gonna paint some of that yellow trim and you know this is one of the things that has to be done as part of the contract that the sbhrs has with caltrain to maintain the structure here and actually a lot of people don't know this but the sbhrs maintains i think it's six sites up and down the caltrain line and these are all historic buildings that we're responsible for. But anyway, that's what we're doing today. It's kind of train related. If I see any good trains or anything like that, I'll be on a scissor lift up there and I can look down at the tracks, perhaps. We'll see how that goes. I already did that really high spot over there. Now we're doing this low spot where the primer is, but you know, again, this is something that needs to be done every so often to keep the place looking good. Uh, also, this goes to show that you don't have to know about models or restoring uh, interiors of cars or all that kind of stuff. You can do a lot of different things volunteering at a place like this. Okay, well, there wasn't really that much to do for today uh, because of the time constraints that we have. And sadly, I didn't get to record a train from up on the scissor lift uh, because on Sundays they only run, you know, one every hour or something like that. And I was only up on that thing for about 45 minutes. Uh, it almost seems like we should have made time for more so that we could have been here longer, but... You know, you get your time in when you can. On the 16th, we went live talking trains. This episode was guest co-hosted by my friend James from St. Louis. We were joined by Bernard Helen of Mini Prints to talk about the St. Louis Railroad Prototype Modelers Meet. James and Bernard attended the meet and shared a lot of the highlights from the event. It's worth catching on the replay if you missed us when we were live. Uh, we haven't done an op session in a long time. And, well, I guess it's 
been only been a month or something like that. We were at Ted Stevens kind of recently, but we haven't done an op session at Ray Turner's in a long time. And that's where we are today. You can tell from the view behind us, that's Silicon Valley. And the railroad is also behind us here. So we're doing an op session today. Not a bad op session today. Not a bad place or Great not a bad scene to do an op session. Yeah. And the crews are also pretty cool. I mean, except for me. <laughs> We're doing some switching in a place called Red River. And my conductor's having a problem. What did you figure out? Just having to drop a car somewhere and trying to figure it out. So the problem oh. is this purple car is a facing point set out for over here. And we don't have any way to get around the, the little cut of train there to, to get on the other side of it. So we're probably gonna end up having to hook back up to our train that's sitting here and pull that around with us to do a runaround. Yeah. Forward. That'll be fun. So this was the trick. We had to get that purple car onto this track. So since that was a facing point set out, we had to run around the train and get in a position where we could push the car into the spur here or the team track. And this is our only set out here. So we're going to have to run back around the train and hook back up to where that tank car is. In front of the tank car, that is. So this is the fun of, you know, figuring out your moves when you're doing operations. And okay. I think it's what we like. It's what we like about it. Okay. So this is our gratuitous women and model railroading shot. SIG. So here's what I was talking about. You see the cars on the right there, beginning with that tank car? That's the end of our train. The rest of the train is going to use that track adjacent to the one that it's running on right now to run all the way up here and then go past this turnout here. It's actually a crossover. And then back up to pick up the tank and caboose. The other cool thing about this operating session is that there's, you know, seven or eight other folks here that we haven't seen in a while, friends that we haven't seen in a while. So it's also an excuse to hang out because before we run the trains and also after we're done running the trains, we'll sit in the shade and BS for a while and kind of catch up. This is one of those times when you don't know who you're going to run into. Hey, that's a stylish cap. It is. Look, it, it's it's like the one of its kind. Where did you get that? I got that from, <laughs> actually, I got it from John, but I hope they have these kind on the TSG merch store because this is one you got to get. Yeah, you know, actually, I think they do now because yeah. you don't, I, I got to look at the design again, uh -huh. but I'm pretty sure you don't have the only train crew hat anymore. 
because one of our other you never know who you'll run into people got one as well okay sorry but, i have to pay attention here yeah. you know you're still yeah your job is never done because i don't do it <laughs> you're still you're still special to us. Yeah, we are. Okay. This railroad's op session is run strictly off of switch lists that are made on JMRI. This is what they look like. The reds are pickups and the blues are setouts. And there's no timetable or dispatcher or anything like that. The operators just kind of communicate with each other to stay out of each other's way and you just follow your pickups and setouts by the switch list and when you're done with all of it you're done with your job see how there's a turnout over here yeah. and then you see how there's these little painted ties ray has painted these ties to give the operators an idea of where the fouling point is and in case you don't know a fouling point is if there's a car parked anywhere to the right of those painted ties and a train comes through this turnout here. right they will not make it because the clearance is such that it'll hang up on the train that's coming through so when you do a set out for example into this track here this is the interchange track you have to make sure that your car is past that white painted tie like what the person has done whoever operated last and let the left this tank car here. Something else that's really helpful uh, for me as a new operator is that Ray puts at the end of each location where you're doing work, uh, he'll put how many cars you're leaving that location with. So we left originally with six cars and then as we drop them, he keeps adjusting it and how long uh, so that you can always do a quick count and go, did I, did I do all the work I was supposed to do here? So not so important on a job like this where we're just dropping one or two cars each place but if we're dropping and picking up it really helps to be able to do a quick count before you head out of that location so it's nice how many of you have seen a garden scale helix before uh, i would suggest to look at the mystic mountain garden railroad layout tour video on the channel if you haven't seen it it gives you a full overview of this layout and there's a lot of really cool sort of design tricks that Ray has included in the layout. So we're doing our second job now, and this time I'm the conductor. And we just had to build our train here on Providence Yard, which actually had a lot of really fun switching just to build the train. So we're just gonna pick the train up now from Providence Yard and depart northbound to do the other work we have to do on the switch list. Hey, we just finished up the second job. I think that's it. Yeah, we had a lot more uh, switching to do, not just dropping cars off, but picking some stuff up. A little more challenge, so. Do you like being Do you like being the engineer better or do you like being the conductor better? I think the conductor. You like to give the orders? No, I like figuring out the puzzle of oh. how to switch stuff. So. Okay. All right, so we just finished up the op session and the hanging out and BSing after, and we're headed out now. So it was a great session. Huge thanks to Ray and also to this guy back there in the background. Uh, we came up here with Murph today. There he is. 
Who is that guy? Hey, I had to close the deer gate. <laughs> yeah. Close the gate, deer. Okay. So, anyway, lots of fun. We'll catch you next time, whatever we're doing. Hi, I'm doing something today. I've driven down to Hollister, where we're going to shoot the San Benito Southern layout tour video again. And I say again because we've done this one before, but they've done a lot of work to it, and it's different enough that, and there's a lot more viewers on the channel, but that uh, it warrants a new episode of Layout Tour. But I don't know if you can hear it. It's actually drizzling right now, and they run track power here, so we may have to wait till the drizzle slows down. Hi there. So we're uh, still filming the, the San Benito Southern, and well, actually, we're not filming the San Benito Southern. It's raining still. <laughs> <laughs> and to give you an idea, this is, what, August 19th or 21st or something like that. And it doesn't rain in California in August, at least not in this area, generally speaking. But there's some hurricane system or something off the coast that's sending moisture through the state. So this is really unusual. When we set this date up to come do this layout tour, the chances of rain were like zero. And now here we are getting a rain delay. So we're hanging out instead. We're gonna go probably chase some trains or try to till it stops raining. We've gone out and grabbed lunch now. Uh, we still haven't filmed any garden trains yet, but we stopped in over here at the Hollister Depot. This is an old Southern Pacific Depot that I didn't even know was here. So what do you know about this place? Well, all, uh, train service started in Hollister in the 1870s and uh, the depot's been here since around that time. I don't know the exact date, so I'd have to reference a book that I have, but uh, here it is. How do you know so much about this? Well, they got this nice plaque right here. Here's a nice wide shot of the depot. It's actually, it's really cool for something like this to still be here mm -hmm. because we're talking 150 years ago mm -hmm. or so. Yeah. And usually stuff like this goes by the wayside, gets burned down, abandoned, abandoned, then burned down, whatever. But here it still is. These are one-to-one -one scale models too. Yeah, look, it's a high, high cube. Isn't that what they call that? Separately applied details. Yeah. Look at that. See that? Yeah, look at that uncoupling lever. That's yeah. pretty, pretty custom right there. It even, has, it even has air hose. It even has the chain on it for the air hose, holding the air hose. That's pretty impressive. He's so impressed he can't, he doesn't even know what to say. I'm in shock. Yeah? Yeah. You're amazed at all that amazing detail? Yeah. We're gonna try to chase trains today, but this is as far as we're getting these three bucks right here. Well, we, yeah. we found some trains. Yeah. These excess height cars, that's all we can work with. What would you tell someone if you got on a, a podcast that had 61,000 subscribers? Uh, the history here in Hollister, like with this station. Yeah, what do you know about this station? Hotel right there on the corner, which is now a, uh, a thrift store and, and offices up above. The next corner, there was all these those buildings down there, all hotels. It sounds like you've uh, maybe done a, a video about history around Hollister before. <laughs> well, I have. Yeah, and then the other part, in fact, that video, which is uh, somewhere, I'm sure. It's on TSG Channel 2. Okay, about earthquakes. Seismic creep sites. Hollister, California, earthquake capital of the world. Yeah.
Apparently, he has thought of something to say. What, what is it? So we're here at this industry on the Hollister branch here that is adjacent to the old depot. And uh, they don't have any cars in on the second track right now. Yeah. But when they do, the way that they do this is actually kind of interesting, not something you see too, too often, is that they'll actually line the cars up right next to each other and then put dock plates between the two cars so they can drive through the cars to... Uh, to empty both empty, of them? Uh, well, actually load. These would be outbounds. Oh, so they, they send stuff? Send stuff out, yeah. Interesting. What is this industry here? Uh, this is part of the cannery. They send out uh, tomato sauce. Huh. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I have never seen that done before. Yeah. Look, we found the old depot track. And a bunch of trash. But that's kind of cool. And that rail down there that we see in the distance is all still used. Check this out. Bunch of stuff just sitting out here. Hey, what, what's this place now? So we've now traveled about six miles south of Hollister to the little town of Trespinos. I brought John out here to show him. The, uh, this building behind me is the old SP uh, Trespinos Depot. Uh, Highway 25 that is uh, to my right is the old SP right-of-way that would have uh, come out this way, uh, connecting to the Hollister branch. This was the end of the line or what? Trespinos was the end of the line for the Hollister branch, yes. Nice. All right, hey, we're back in the uh, San Benito Southern and it stopped raining, at least for now. So these guys are gonna see if they can get the, oh, that's a bad noise. <laughs> we're gonna see if we can get this railroad up and running and I got the cameras here ready to go, just in case it works. We use Digitrack system with JMRI as an interface. That way we can use our cell phones as the throttles. And uh, I'm using what's called a uh, loco net buffer as the uh, interface between the command station and the computer here. And uh, it works pretty well for us. Pretty cool, using technology in a garden railroad. So I thought I'd give you a little behind the scenes information that we usually don't talk about when we're here on the podcast. And that is the equipment that I'm using. I have two 4K Canon cameras that I normally set up for any layout tour shoot. And this is the same setup I use for things like shooting up at Niles Canyon when we're doing 1744 updates. And what we're looking at is a, like I said, a 4K Canon camera. This is a shotgun mic. It's an audio technica. I forget the actual model but I found these things to be really good. And I always use external audio like this because the microphones in the camera, while they will do a good job, these are much more directional. And I found that having someone right in front of them is even better than having a wireless microphone hooked up on them. And by using an attached microphone like this, it uses power that comes out of the camera. It's called phantom power. That's what this is right here. 48 volts phantom power. The only thing I don't like about those is it's not stereo. It's a mono signal. It's just one XLR cable that hooks into the camera over here. But it really does a great job picking up whatever's in front of it. And the audio off to the sides of the camera is pretty limited. So you, if you put someone right in front of this thing and they talk loudly, 
there could be a steam engine right next to it, and generally you'll be able to hear them. There's also a little bit of post-production magic done to the audio when I do the editing. But generally speaking, if you have a setup like this, you can get good audio without having to use wireless microphones. And then something else that's really important is it's kind of an overcast day today. So I have the white balance on both of these cameras set somewhere in the 6,000 range. If you have a manual white balance, that's always a good thing to check before you start shooting so that your colors look correct. And so anyway, that's the setup for TSG Magic. All right, so as you can see, it's a little bit later and it stopped raining. Long enough for us to shoot the entire layout. Got some great shots. I'm really excited about sharing this video because it's an update from the original that came out, I think about six years ago, five or six years ago. So it should be great. I can't wait to share it with you sometime in the near future. And uh, that's it from Hollister. I'll see you again tomorrow because we're doing something again tomorrow. All right, well, this is uh, a bit later on the following day. And I told you yesterday that we were gonna be doing something today. And what you're looking at behind me here is Glenn Sutherland's Sierra layout, Sierra Railway layout. And we came up here to Mariposa because there's a op session tomorrow. And we're just down here helping Glenn make sure everything's running properly before the op session tomorrow. And then tomorrow we'll be doing the actual session. And I'll probably come on here sometime during that or after that or whatever to let you know how it went. Or if there's something ops related that I think of sharing with you, I'll be on to talk about that. So that's what happened today. All right, so as promised, it's the next day now. And we just started our op session a little while ago. I'm running a freight train today. That's on train number three. And it's headed west. So I'm about ready to depart to Walmney here and on my way. And I have a lot of work on my instructions. So already having a lot of fun here. So one of the things we're doing here on this layout is working with a timetable. So if you look over my left shoulder there, you can see a clock on the wall. And that's what we call the fast clock. That's a clock that, that runs at a sped up pace. And then the people running the trains have a timetable that we're not really supposed to leave where we are until it says to. So I'm waiting until 11.15 on the fast clock to leave the station where I am right now. And it helps keep trains out of the way of each other. So it's a pretty good way to keep things organized. Okay, it's a little bit later now and I finished my work on the uh, job I was working and basically what it was was a uh, train that went
basically the distance of their main line all the way from Tuolumne to Oakdale with pickups and setouts all along the way. It was a lot of fun, actually. And somehow I managed to have three or four extra cars in the train by the time I got to Oakdale, which meant I picked stuff up I wasn't supposed to pick up or I forgot to set out stuff I was supposed to set out. So I kind of screwed up, but what that really just means is that I need to practice more. So more operating, sign me up. And now for the catches of the month. Our first catch comes from TSG train crew member Robert Darby, who took these photos at the Santa Clara Caltrain station when he was there in late July. Since he was in the area, we met up for an early dinner, and then I took him to the interlocking tower before the scale trains event started at SBHRS. Our next catch is from Andrew Johnson in the UK. He took this shot on August 20th. It's the Keeley of the Lancashire and Yorkshire Railway 06052044. Built in 1887. The vintage coaches in this train are all over 100 years old. This catch comes from Liam O'Leary. You might remember Liam from our opening of the steam season at Niles Canyon Railway video earlier this year. This shot is from the Niles Canyon Railway Arroyo de la Laguna Bridge. The train is headed by Columbia River Belt Number no. 7, also known as the Skookum, with a short test train behind it. This was taken on May 27th of this year. We have a model catch from Benjamin Harp, who's upgrading three of his HO scale Rio Grande GP40s with Soundtrack Tsunami 2 sound decoders and Scale Sounds speakers. The models are made by Athern and Atlas. I can't wait to see how they turn out. If you have a train or monthly model catch that you'd like to share, please email it to podcast at tsgmultimedia.com. Be sure you own the shots and let me know the what's, when's, and where's of the shots you send in. So one other thing happened last month, but I didn't make a video about it. I finally bought a drone. After borrowing Goofy Gary's drone back in July, I was convinced I should have one for my shoots, and I've been using it wherever I think it's appropriate. I think it's a great tool for the kind of content I produce here, and it'll make for some dynamic shots in future programs. I'm also considering doing a product review or a spotlight on it so you can decide if you want one. I want to mention real quick that there's a Fans of Talking Trains page on Facebook, and I'm encouraging people to share their projects and other activities they're doing on that page. You can find it using the link in the description below or simply by searching for it on Facebook. Just look for Fans of Talking Trains and it should pop up in the search results. 
Speaking of that page, I would like to thank Jen from the TSG Train Crew for setting it all up. I hope you'll join the community on there and share your related photos and stories with us. The annual rail fair event at Ardenwood Historic Farm in Fremont is happening right now. They do this event every year over Labor Day weekend, and it's one of the best rail-related events in the Bay Area. One last thing before I go. September of 2023 marks the five-year anniversary of our presence on Patreon. I mention the TSG train crew every month because the support we get from the TSG train crew makes a big difference in our ability to bring the content that you enjoy on this channel to you. On this anniversary, I want to thank all the members of the crew, both past and present, for helping out. And I'd like to ask you to add your support by joining the TSG train crew today. It can be as cheap as two bucks a month, and you'll get early access to all the major features that come out on the channel, like layout tours, for example. These sneak peeks are presented ad-free and in ultra-high definition 4K. I also produce exclusive content for the train crew that no one else gets to see. If you can help, go to patreon.com slash tsgmultimedia and add your support to our efforts. One of the big events that I really want to cover next year will happen about a year from now, and that's the NMRA National Convention. Even though it's being held in California, it's all the way down in Southern California, which is something like 400 miles away. So that means it's like being in another state. The only good part about that is that it's within driving distance. So travel costs aren't quite as bad as if it were farther away and we had to fly to it. But the cost of lodging will still make it hard to get to. If Patreon support grows between now and then, there's a great chance we'll be able to cover that event. So please consider pitching in. Anyway, that's all for now. Thanks for watching and I'll see you next time. <laughs> well, it's trash day, you know. I know that's why I'm here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I knew you were coming. I called them to take you away. <laughs> yeah. Trash day, yeah. Okay.